It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Happy Tuesday, Zach Lagerby, Michael Pappas here with you. How are you, brother? I'm great, Zach. How are you this morning? I'm tired. I spent way too much of my life watching BYU just trounce Navy, but I'll, I'll take anything I can get after this past weekend. So there's that. But that's fine. That's fine. We're going to make it through. Hey, today's show, it's a depth chart show, Michael Pappas. We've kind of talked about this, speculated it. Then Tom Green put out an article on L.com with his uh, projected depth chart, and I'm like, cool. We'll do this. We'll just do this right now. And so we're going to roll with it. You ready? I am ready. I'm pumped. All right. We'll start things off with uh, quarterbacks. I think this is pretty straightforward. Yep. Obviously, starter Sawyer Pate. And uh, we'll move on from there. Believe it or not, I I don't even think he's in the top four. Don't even think he's in the top four. Bo Nix, Grant Lloyd, Court Sandberg, and Chael Garnett. Chael. Chael. Goodness gracious. I am so sorry, Chael. Chael Garnett. Being number four, I assume maybe Sawyer Pate's five, maybe, maybe. You know, this year is really just a year to redshirt for Sawyer, and uh, even you know, though get, like get in the lab, get better, get watch film. Lab. We're we're eyeing uh, fall twenty twenty one for the the coming out party. Um. All right, looking at running backs, I have Sean Shivers at one. DJ Williams at two, Tank Bigsby at three, Mark Anthony Richards at four. I know we're going to disagree on this, so uh, give me your top four for that. Yeah, so this was one of the ones that uh, uh, on Tom Green's article that I was just like, really? Um, because there was a bunch of ors. Right. And, and I'm kind of like, like I know Gus Malzahn likes the uh, the or thing, but when Gus does it, it's because he doesn't want the the other team to know you know, who the, who the, the number one, number two guys are when, if you're, we're projecting depth charts and we're throwing out oars, I'm kind of like, this is a cop out. Yeah. So uh, we're, um, we're not doing oars today. We're not doing it. I got to think that tank Bigsby and Mark Anthony Richards are one, a one B right now. That's um, so funny. Cause that's the opposite of what I just said. I know. I know. It's the exact opposite. To of start said, the season. Dude, oh, uh, maybe maybe you're right, and it is Sean Shivers. I just, I, I think I said it the other day. I mean, I just feel like DJ Williams is going to be the forgotten guy, especially because he's basically just started practicing this week. I think the forgotten guy is going to be Mark Antony. I don't know, man. We've heard some some really good things about him now for two years in a row. I mean, I mean, DJ Williams was like barely brought up last season. In in training camp or, or fall camp or whatever, but he played and last then, year. I understand, but like, if Mark Anthony Richards would not have gotten hurt, would that have been him who was playing and not DJ Williams? I don't know. Would that have, like, I, don't, I don't think that matters. A, Does that matter? Well, it's kind of a poopy situation for DJ Williams, but if he's not as good, he's not going to play. I think like, we've seen Malzahn value experience over talents at the running back position. So we'll see what that looks like. 
Because if it's straight talent, it's Tank Bixby and nobody else. If it's just straight talent. And then if it's straight experience, it's either it's it's probably actually worm over everybody else. So it's gonna be somewhat of a combination of those things. I just don't know exactly where that plays out. I think Worm is gonna get the Cam Martin treatment this season. I think his role is bigger than Cam Martin's was. Okay, but I mean that more of like he's going to be listed as number one on the depth chart and get the first carry every game. And everyone's going to be like, why? <laughs> and then every now and then he's going to pop like a 70-yard run and we'll be like, oh, cool. Okay. Sweet. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Sean. Sean Shavers. All right. And, uh, any, anything else with running backs? Mm-mm. So Tom had Joyner on here. I guess is the fifth running back, if I recall correctly. I did not put him there. I have Joyner. Uh, let's look at H-back. I have uh, Harold Joyner, then John Samuel Spanker, and then J.J. Pegues at H-back. Um, yeah, this was the one that really got me on Tom's list because he's got it as H-back slash tight end. And yeah. it says John I... Samuel Schenker and then the four other guys all with oars. And I was like, okay, so what you're saying is <laughs> the senior's going to start and we don't know. Um, I, I actually agree with him though. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm still not totally up. Hmm. H back and tight end, I think are going to look very similar now with, uh, with Chad Morris. I think we're going to see less of the use of an H back, like the, uh, like the Chandler Cox. I agree. Um, H back. Uh, so I don't hate. Harold Joyner here. I mean, he is a bigger guy, uh, but as far as the other guys go, uh, I think we we kind of universally agree that John Samuel Schenker at least is going to get the first the first crack at being um, starting tight end. And if one of these other guys kind of pops up and makes a few plays, that they could sneak into uh, to a pretty heavy rotation. And I think the Kind of the popular one right this second is Brandon Frazier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the new shiny object in the room, and he's also ginormous. You love that. So, yeah, so looking at the tight end, I've got John Samuel Shanker, Luke Deal, Tyler Fromm, Brandon Frazier in that order. But I think something interesting to note is it's going to depend on what the actual role of the player is based mm-hmm. on you know what they want to do out of that formation. So Deal is going to be your blocker which may allow him, as far as when they don't sub in a drive, he may go from tight end one play to being an H-back the next play. I don't think you're going to see that as much out of Tyler Fromm or Brandon Frazier. I think you can out of Shanker because we've already seen that a little bit in the past, and you just got to assume he's gotten better with it. So I think some of this depends on what kind of personnel they're going to be in, and also, you know, are they in a situation where they want to pass the football? Do they want to try some play action? What does that look like from a personnel standpoint? I think we're not going to know the answer to that, or the coaches won't either, until over the course of the season when we get a bigger picture as far as who who's, has each role and how much they want to go to certain guys in passing situations versus do they have two tight ends on the field and they want to block on first and ten. So I, I think that's going to be interesting to see. Yep, I totally agree. And the wild card, the only name you didn't mention there is J.J. Pegues, who's the six foot two, 285-pound running back from high school yeah yeah I, I don't I did not put him on here um and, and I guess I should have I guess I should have H-back. yeah I, I just see him more in that kind of role this year I think when you look at him down the road as far as you know what he's able to do athletically I think 2021 is when we start to really kind of 
look at what in the world he is going to be used for in the offense because I don't think we really know yet. I mean, I, I, I think Gus talks about him the same way he talked about Harold Joyner when he came in. And everyone was talking about Harold Joyner being, you know, uh, you know, tight end versus, you know, this, this kind of dagger that you can have anywhere on the offense. And you're kind of hearing the same thing about J.J. Pegues, but, like, we just started talking about Harold Joyner being relevant in starting offense. So I, I think it's going to take some time for, one, the coaches to figure out how to use the guy, and, two, for Pegues just to figure out exactly who he is in this Auburn offense. Yeah, but isn't Harold Joyner's main issue that he's afraid of contact? Well, that's what uh, that's what all the recruiting people said, but I didn't really necessarily see that last year. But yeah, that's kind of been the big stigma against him. Exactly. Yeah, you nailed it. Because he's technically a running back on the depth chart, and he's six two two fifteen, and everyone's like, "Why don't you just hand him the ball?" Right. And they're like, "Well, he's scared of getting hit." But he's not two fifteen anymore. Now he's a big boy. Oh, he he a chonk man. Can you look up the how she weighs, Jaws? Jaws is in here, by the way. He got here early. Ooh, yeah, love it. What? Love it. All right, we will. Uh, we will report. Hey, Good morning, Michael. Sweet. Uh, all right. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, wide receivers and get to some of the defense right here on Locked On Auburn. But first, want to give some love to our latest sponsor of the show. And man, this really set Auburn Twitter into a frenzy. Over the weekend, but Homefield Apparel, uh, they make premium vintage licensed college apparel. And I've seen Auburn people begging them, begging them to add Auburn uh, to, uh, to all of the cool schools that they have. And uh, they kind of uh, made an announcement yesterday. So they are dropping an Auburn line this Saturday. That is the 12th. And I can't wait for it. Uh, I know a lot of uh, the Auburn beat writers have posted pictures of uh, some of their Hawaii stuff as well as uh, some other schools. But just this really cool retro design. I cannot wait to see. I can't wait to see what they pull out uh, for some of this Auburn stuff. Some old-timey vintage Auburn design wear. It's going to be awesome. And the, the material is super great. It's an elite product. Um, so unique historical design, incredibly comfortable. You can get 20% off your first purchase of uh, any Auburn product with promo code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N. It literally cannot be easier than that. Promo code Auburn for 20% off. That's at homefieldapparel.com, homefieldapparel.com. 20% off your first purchase of Auburn gear with promo code A-U-B-U-R-N. And, of course, all this drops on Saturday. Check them out. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Michael, let's jump into the wide receiver position. Uh, so looking at the depth chart here, the X or the 9, the split end, whatever you want to call it. Seth Williams, uh, of course, number one there. And then we talked about this on yesterday's show, Michael. Zavian Capers is number two. J.J. Evans is number three. But we keep hearing all these good things about Capers. And I'm like, okay, is he is he doing this? Is he catching passes like with Seth Williams on the field? 
Um, and based on this, he is not. Um, he would be the number two guy um, for that X position, which I think makes sense. Yep, totally agree. Um, we this is kind of what we expected from the uh, the 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 two taller of the four wide receivers that came in um, in this twenty twenty class. I guess so. This is a twenty twenty class or twenty nineteen class. Uh, they no, got, 2020. Yeah, they got. They graduated in twenty twenty. Yep. Right. Sorry. You're good. Um. And, and so I think this is what we expected, and you know I I hope that, that both of those guys, Capers and Evans, get get some snaps this season, and that they uh, they play well. How big is uh, Harold Joyner? Harold Joyner, according to Auburn's website, is six foot four, two thirty one. Yeah, so he's a big boy. He's a big dude. He's a big boy. He's a big wad of just ready to ready to get after it. So, <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So, uh, yeah, that is the X, the Z, the flanker. So that's the Anthony Schwartz role. Um, Anthony Schwartz, the starter. Kobe Hudson, the natural wide receiver behind him. And then Malcolm Johnson Jr., which is Anthony Schwartz Jr. As far as I'm concerned, he is number three in that role. Very fast. All three of them very fast. It's just kind of, you know, at this point, I think the biggest question about this flanker role is, you know, how natural of a wide receiver is Kobe Hudson? Right. And how fast is Malcolm Johnson Jr.? Uh, Those are two great questions. One, we already know the answer to. Uh, Kobe Hudson is extremely natural. Did you see the video from the scrimmage that Auburn football uh, they put out on the social media pages, and uh, Kobe Hudson like running that five yard out like it's nobody's business. I did not, but I I don't I I'm not used to all the numbers yet, so I may have <laughs> okay. seen it to be honest. Okay, well they they're yelling like out of way, Kobe, out of way. So, um, all right, slot the three uh, in, in their numbering system, Eli Stove. Then Kayla Newton, and then a guy that I kind of forgot about that is pretty good that kind of got some hype, Javarius Johnson. He had all the hype in the world this time a year ago, um, but uh, but yeah, it seems like Kayla Newton has surpassed him. They're they've been really high on Kayla Newton over the last week or so. I think we're actually going to see him play. Yeah, I agree. It certainly seems like we're headed in that direction. It is interesting to me that that both you and Tom put. Kobe Hudson at flanker and not at slot. Uh, I thought that that was kind of where we were hearing that that he may find the field um, as, as one of those slot wide receivers, whether it was at slot or big slot mm-hmm. in a four wide situation. Um, and so that, that I don't. So I'm a little surprised there. And, and like you said, people are going crazy about Kalen Newton. Someone actually called him a natural wide receiver, and said so we just throw that tag around willy nilly. That someone was and, Gus Malzahn. What is he doing? Yeah, I was like Gus. Get, come on, man. You can't talk about your players like that, Gus. Come on. I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to name him. Didn't want to give him that credit <laughs> since because of what he did. But I mean, if you want to, that's fine. I did it. I did it. No, th- um, this is our turf, and he came onto our turf. Even though we talk about the product that he puts on the field twenty four seven, like get out of here with that, Gus. Get out of here with that. Yeah, stay in your lane. Right. right? You coach football. Will give people nicknames. <laughs> All right. The lack of unawareness on Gus Malzahn's part is crazy. Okay, let's. Uh, oh, we got one more receiver. Uh, big slot, Shedrick Jackson, and then Elijah Canyon. So, 
I think that's pretty straightforward there. Um, yes? But I'm sorry, really quick. Okay. I, how do we project freshmen as big slot? Because I feel like big slot is just the guy who blocks better than he catches. Right. And, like, do we, do we know that about any of these? We can't go to practice. Um, yeah, that's fair. No, I'm just Tom Green's article. <laughs> If you got questions, ask I know, him. I know. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I'm just um, that's that. That's pretty much all I have for that. But still, there I'm was, pumped, man. There wasn't an or here, so that's exciting. Um, <laughs> you're listening to Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, left tackle, Austin Troxel, then Alec Jackson, then Killian Zaire. My question for this, am I overhyping Killian Zaire? Am I just off on him? Am I wrong? does he stink? Because I, I think so. he's real. I just assumed he was really good. I mean, he was, you know, only the number one JUCO tackle, right? Right. How did you bring that guy in and not start him? Well, he's the one that we we talked about a little bit last week, either last week or or yesterday. Um, the, the knee injury has not fully healed, right? He's not. They're saying he's not a hundred percent. That's a shame. Um, that is a shame. And since. Since this is not going to count against anyone's eligibility this season, why not hold on to him for a year? That's let, a good point, let Michael. Them heal. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I feel bad for Dis and Alec Jackson. I didn't think he'd be relevant, but he's um he's apparently had a good camp. So props to him there. Props to him there. Um, left guard Brandon Council, and then Alec Jackson being the backup there as well. Uh, I'm all in on Brandon Council. I've made that decision over the weekend, and. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love Brandon Council, and this is now a Brandon Council podcast. Interesting, interesting. I thought you. Uh, I thought usually you'd let me know when uh, we became a certain guy's podcast, but it's fine. Sorry. Um, we usually feel it at around the same time. Were you not feeling that? Uh, we, I know we talked about him yesterday and talked about how important he's been to this offensive line. I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, I think he changed everything when he came in. Um, I'm gonna wait till we actually see him on the field to announce him at Brandon Council podcast. Okay, that's fine. You know me; I'm definitely not one to get caught up in hype. Right. But right. Um, I am excited to see him play. Leah's family was at my uh, at my house all weekend. You know, they're all they're a bunch of Ohio people. Brandon mm-hmm. Council's from Akron. Maybe it was something contagious. Maybe uh, maybe that just Ohio flair was spreading. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm all in. Yeah, I think you've actually said um, a couple times on this podcast how big of Akron fans your uh, your wife's family is. Um, they're they're big time into Akron. They listen to Locked On Zips. Um, and that's uh, that's kind of where we are with that. There's not a Locked On Zips, not yet. Anyway, we're not quite there yet as a network. Someday, baby. But yeah, no, I love Brandon Council. I'm even like having dreams about him now. I absolutely love him. All right, looking at center, um, Nick Brahms, Brandon Council, 
which I think he's a great backup center as well. And then uh, Jaleel Irvin um, being there. I think they brought in Jaleel Irvin to kind of be the guy after Nick Brahms. So I think that makes sense. Do you have anything to add for center? Yeah, I mean, Avery Jernigan is a much better backup center than Brandon Council is, but, I mean, we, we don't need to get into that. You love Avery Jernigan because of his Twitter game, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Who wins in a fight, Avery Jernigan or uh, Brandon Council? I mean, probably Brandon Council because he's a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was hard for you to admit, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, I did have to think about it for a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, right guard to Sean Manning and then Keandre Jones. This is probably the position I was most wrong on, assuming uh, this kind of this trend of Tayshawn Manning being the starting guard, um, assuming that becomes true. I did not think he would even be relevant in the two deep, but here we are. He's probably going to start based on everything that we're hearing. So good for him. Absolutely good for him. And uh, Keandre Jones is a big dude. I hope he gets a chance down the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I thought this was going to be Cam Stutz. And Tom's got him third. You don't even have him on yours. So uh, I'm surprised by that. But, you know, if if these guys are winning the jobs, it's hard to argue. You know who also would be a good backup right guard? Avery Jernigan. Uh, Brandon Council, who's also the starter at left guard. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 I can't stress that enough. And then right tackle. I guess we'll just do offense today because we're about out of time. So uh, right tackle, Brodarius Ham, and then Brendan Coffey. I think um, I think that's pretty clear cut. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, this is what we talked about yesterday about how important it wants to get Brendan Council, Brandon Council nope, in Brendan, there. Brendan Council. Brendan. Brendan. In your email to me in the show outline, you said Brandon. Now, in the show outline, I actually have it Benden. <laughs> I spelled it B-E-N-D-E-N because I can't spell anything right. I, then we're looking at different show outlines because on mine it says B-R-A-N-D-O-N, capital C, capital O, U-N-C-I-L. Oh, you're talking about Brandon Council. Yeah. We're talking about the right tackle. I know. Right but tackle, talk- it has Brodarius Ham and then Benden Coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What I was saying was this is what we were talking about yesterday about how important Brandon Council was I when see. he came in. Because this allows Brodarius Ham to play right tackle. And since Benden Coffee <laughs> isn't, well, actually, Benden Kofi. <laughs> and since Benden <laughs> Kofi is not totally ready. I guess he he can he can wait, and they don't have to rush him in. Uh, all right, so a few notes um, around the show. Locked on College is uh, a thing now. Our national show. I host it every Tuesday with the Locked On Wolverines guy. His name is Isaiah Hole. So check that out later today. We'll put it up later today, or it's probably already up by the time most of you guys listen to it. So be sure to check that out. Also, the folks at Locked On Nittany. You guys did a good job tweeting hashtag adopt Auburn to uh, at locked on Nittany. Um, they have adopted Auburn as their team to pull for since Penn State is not playing football this season. So good job, guys. With that, um, now they want tips on how to be an Auburn fan. So if you guys could tweet at locked on Nittany how to be an Auburn fan, I'll let y'all take that any direction that you absolutely want to. Michael, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. 
Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. We follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We're also on TikTok. See you tomorrow. This is Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.